What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 148, that's right, episode 148 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Let me know how you feel about the show right in the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court and share this episode with a friend, man. Don't forget to practice social distancing and wash your hands. We're going to get through this thing, man. We're going to get through this thing together. Today's show, Mr. Fomer Simpson returns. That's right, Fomey's back. We talk hip-hop, we talk hoops, and of course we talk kicks, man. Subscribe to Fomey's YouTube channel at Mr. Fomer Simpson. That's M-R-F-O-A-M-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. You know you can find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. What's the word, man? How's quarantine going? Oh man, uh, quarantining has me, you know, questioning a lot of things, man. <laughs> nah, it's uh, it's going all right, man. It's just it's so much different than the norm for me, cause you know, I'm I'm ripping and running. I'm always kind of on the move, so it's been it's been a little bit of a tough adjustment. But hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. You hear everybody saying when there's crisis, there's opportunity, but it's the truth, man. It's kind of like a restart. You could work on some things you probably could have worked on before because you might not be ripping and running as much. You know what I mean? 100%. I mean, that, and you know, my brother and I spoke about it a couple of days ago. That's kind of how we're treating it, you know, kind of revamping some things, putting some energy into stuff that we didn't really have time for before and, you know, trying to kind of turn it into something positive. What what's life been like without sports, man? It's kind of crazy. I hate it, man. Yeah. I, yo, I like three days without basketball. I, I mean, it goes without saying that this was the worst possible time that this could have happened. Like, right. I'm not. I'm, I'm a big sports guy in general, I guess you could say. But I mean, don't take the NBA from me, man. Don't take right. the NBA from me. That's like, you know. That's kind of like how I wind down at night. You know, I'm on the move. You know, we're working 70 hours a week. I get home. It's crazy. I want to watch. Yeah, I want to watch a Lakers game, man. And I feel like it was at such a key part of the season that it's like, damn. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, after two or three days without it, it felt like a year. I was like, man, this is just not for me. Um, but again, not much we can do about it. Obviously, there was March Madness, too. I'm not oh, a huge man. I'm not a huge, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not a huge college basketball guy um, currently. I'm not but a, I think, I think the, even the casual person that doesn't even watch basketball loves March Madness. So obviously, of course, even, even if you don't even realize it, once it's taken away, it's like, whoa. It's no. rough. I know. And it's like, man, you know, and there was even some, some players in college who I had heard about. And I was like, oh, I'll just catch them in March Madness. I'll just, right. you know, there was a, there's this dude that plays for Dayton. Um, Obi Toppin. Oh my God, yo! Tough. What? I I had never seen him play. I had never seen him play, and I, I had a couple people telling me, "Yo, there's this kid from Dayton. Yo, there's this like step out four man, whoop de whoop." And I'm like, "Yo, 
Dayton. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll just catch him in the tournament. And now there is no tournament. So it's tough, man. You know, you think about it and obviously what's going on right now is bigger than sports, but right. um, it's, it's tough, man. You know, you think about the four year senior who finally put the season together to get into the tournament and you know, now it's, it's wraps like they, you know, there's kids who have worked their whole college career for that moment and then it's gone, you know? So it's, and it will affect people who are trying to go to the league because, you know, you know, as well as I do, if you, you know, say you come from a small school, but you have a hell of a showing in the tournament. Right. I mean, now all of a sudden you're a second round draft pick. So, um, or a first round draft pick. So I, it, it's tough from that perspective as well. Like you could kind of see the hurt in some of the players. I saw a clip from some, some kid from Boston college who was just like totally wrecked. I mean, it's like with the tournament, it, you kind of, I feel like prepare yourself. Okay. This is it. This is it. This is my last game, or this could be my last game. This kind of came out of nowhere. So I think a lot of people who were expecting to still be playing and still have their conference tournament and still have a shot at the NCAA tournament. I think it was kind of like blindsided a little bit, but you know, it is what it is, man. It's, life is crazy sometimes. Yeah, they were about to play games. Well, they were actually playing some games with no fans in the arena. Um, right. They, they're thinking about doing that for the league. But, I mean, if a team wins a championship like that, we'll always look back at it. He was like, yeah, they won a championship, but, like, there was no fans in the arena. It just won't feel the same. Yeah, I think it'll be a little weird. I mean, obviously, the further you get away from something, I feel like the less of a little asterisk there would be. Right. right next to it. I mean, like, you know, 40 years from now, people aren't probably going to be doing that. But for sure, for the foreseeable future, to me, I'm sick because I've really become a LeBron fan. Like, I'm a Knicks fan, but the Knicks stink. And I've really become a LeBron fan, just kind of his game, the way he's handled all of the attention and the fame. And just he just seems like a good dude, you know? I really think that he was going to win MVP this year. And I know. Everyone, that's who I had. I, I'm telling you, man. Before the like, season and now, that's who I had. You know, it, it's before the season. I had Steph Curry, so that was a swing oh, well, and a miss. That, yeah, well, that was a swing and a miss. I just thought without KD and without Clay, he was going to come out and go nuts. But he obviously got hurt and whatever. Yeah. But um, I think most people would give the nod to Giannis, but LeBron right. was he was finding the right rhythm at the right time. I, like I know the the game before. Their last game they played was against the Nets, and they lost a close one, which wasn't a really good loss. But when they beat Milwaukee and they beat the Clippers, it, you could just kind of feel the MVP momentum change. And here's something that, you know, people on Twitter always try to light me up in my mentions when I say stuff about Braun and MVP and, and whoop-de-whoop. But um, when you watch LeBron guard Giannis, when you – he he – locks his shit up yeah when, when like he just does like it looks like the big brother at the park whose younger brother is dead nice but it's still big brother rule and effect like yeah. he just like he can't muscle him he can't beat him he can't go by him um it kind of feels like lebron has almost like a little bit of a mental psychological edge and then against Kawhi. 
LeBron locked ass too. Like if you, if, and I'm not saying that. The yeah, MVP, that's e- that's even more impressive to me. Lock it down, Kawhi. Yeah, because Giannis, he's you know exactly because he shoots it so much better. He's so much yeah. better with the ball in his hands. You could argue he's the best ISO player in the league. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe gets a shot off easily, very easily. Yeah, and it's, yeah. he's so he's so good from all three levels that you know he shoots the three. He's got the mid range shit, and then he can obviously go all the way to the rim. But it's LeBron almost like. I felt like he guarded both of them like kind of type easy. Like it was just right. Yeah, it was like, yo, like he's still <laughs> he's still that dude. And I think people forgot a little bit. So it kind of sucks for me because I really think that this was LeBron's year. I think he was gonna be the MVP and I think he was gonna win a championship. And uh so now it's like, man, all the momentum is killed. It's you know, I mean, you could argue that. If because uh, because the season, I mean, you you the season is a wrap, I think, right? Regular, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I I mean, it's that's not official, but we know. Yeah, so the season's a wrap. At this point, like you were saying, like, does it even? Ah, I don't know. They do like a little shortened, condensed playoffs. Does Should they do really? March Madness style for the one time? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you can. I mean, I, I would, I would love anything, honestly. Yeah, that but, would be cool, though. I don't know how I would look back at that championship. That, like, as I said before, but it'd right. be super dope, though. It would be super dope. And, yeah. and, I mean, it, w- it would be fun. We'd get basketball, but it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. You know, the the thing for me is, and again, I was just telling my brother this the other day. To me, the scary part about all of this is how easy it is to panic people. Like, it's yes. imagine if this was, and I'm not saying that COVID-19 isn't serious, but right. imagine. Right, because we want, we want to be empathetic and sympathetic to everybody who's suffering. And of course, of course. Now I see where you're going with it, for sure. Uh, yo, imagine we got bombed and, and there was no internet and there was no electricity. And j- just imagine something super crazy happened. Right. And, or it was some sickness that was airborne and just killing people on as soon as it touched you. It, like, it's to me i I went to costco a week ago um and this was like before most people were taking it serious like this was before quarantine and it was and rudy gobert pushed this forward like that's how i feel like after that it was all crazy after that that's how i feel maybe maybe like i'm in the basketball bubble but that's how i see it i mean and and it's crazy too because on my twitter there, some of the Rudy Gobert takes were crazy. Terrible. Like, I talked about this before in the pod. Crazy. Like, yo, he should be banned from the league for life. Crazy. Like, and I'm just like, yo, like, obviously he was kind of on some bozo-ish behavior, but, <laughs> right. you know, like, it's also Rudy Gobert, you know? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, I mean, banned from the league? Nah, that's why like yo he he fondled the microphone like he obviously in hindsight it, it looks so bad because he contracted it of course but he didn't know that of you course know? and and actually what he did really to your point kind of moved things forward and was like oh we got to really get a handle on this yes. so um especially with sports and the basically after that the nba was like yo shut it down <laughs> so yes. and every uh, other sport followed suit exactly exactly yeah it's uh, it's crazy times, man. But I went to Costco a week ago, and people were in the parking lot shooting a fair one over a a bot a, a thing of um oxy wipes. Like, 
Um, and you mentioned this on my story, on your stories, and I was thinking this way before that. I think what's more important, the message that people should be spreading is to be kind to each other because we all yeah. got to get through this together. And you don't need 90, you don't need 90 rolls of toilet paper. It just creates panic. And then you want to post your rolls of toilet paper on Instagram and make everybody panic even more. And another thing is, what's the thing with the toilet paper? Like, you need food I, more than toilet paper. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, I guess dudes are going to be, you know, shitting their brains out. I, I <laughs> you know, it, it's, um, it's crazy. Now, you know, I actually have a bidet. So, okay. I, I, I'm Gucci, you know? Right. I mean, I, you know. But even you, if you didn't, worst comes to worst, you could get in the shower. Like exactly, you know the the thing that you really needed is is water. Yes, like you can. People don't realize like that. You know they should turn on the TV and watch Naked and Afraid or one of them crazy shows. You know you could last a month without food. You know yeah. you, you could you Facts. could last two months without food pretty much. I mean you you gotta have water. So uh, that's that that's people just. It, that's why I said that's the scariest part for me because it's not to say that COVID-19 or whatever is not serious, but it's people are just going, like, you got to relax. Right. You know, you, you got to relax. Say you don't need 80 rolls of toilet paper. You don't need every water bottle in the entire aisle. You don't need, there was the one dude in Tennessee who bought like $70,000 worth of uh, hand sanitizer was trying to flip it into like 1.7 million. Like, <laughs> Yo, he sold Amazon and eBay and them. They shut him down once it made like national news because the dude was charging like $70 for a bottle of hand sanitizer. You know, perfect example. So this again is about a week ago. It, it doesn't, it seem like a week has been a year. Yes. Like it, like it's crazy. I went into a Wawa and this was like probably a couple days after the Rudy Gobert thing. It, it was like right when it was kind of starting, but people were taking it serious and it was kind of like, what's happening here? Definitely they were already on there. I must buy every roll of toilet paper thing. But I walked into the Wawa and I noticed that the register, they had a bunch of these little hand sanitizers. And I had actually just run out of the hand sanitizer that I had coincidentally. And so I'm like, all right. And I bought four of them. It like, I could have, there was probably 25 there. Yeah. I didn't buy all 25 and brought it to the register, which was right there. And she, the, the Wawa worker was like, oh, I'm surprised you don't buy the whole thing. I, I know the next person who comes in is probably going to clean them out. But it's, it's, it's like, man, it doesn't, people don't need to panic to that level. It's crazy. Right. I mean, you have your ear to the streets, a.k.a. Twitter. Of course. How is, <laughs> how is that, how, how have the narratives changed since, is panic starting to go towards the tweets that are like saying that this is overblown? Like, is that shift happening now? Do you see that narrative? Yeah, I think so a little bit. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like there's no in between. I, it's like, why is no one thinking rationally? Yeah. It's, it's either, oh, it's not a big deal at all. Let's go to the beach and get it popping and, and let's still go out and, go to bars and clubs and act like it's not going to affect us. It's either that or it's, Oh my God, we're all going to die. Right. And to me, that's like the, the, the rational response to this is we have to get it under control. Just being a responsible human being. And as a person that lives in this country and on planet earth, <laughs> you, 
yo, chill, man. Like you don't have to go out to eat. You don't have to go party. You don't have to go to the beach. Like you can chill. You, I mean, that, that's essentially what we've been doing. You know, yeah. we're, still, we're still working. Thank God. Um, I know some people are out of work and that's even worse. But Definitely. We're, still, we're basically quarantined at the studio. And, yeah. you know, we've had super minimal contact really for the last week. You know, I've been joking around on my Instagram story um, where it's kind of, I've been like, yo, it's been however many days since I've seen a human being. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but I've had very little contact with anyone. And I think that's what everyone should be doing. And you know what? If it is overblown and it's not as serious as some people are saying and, and, and all that, then fine. Then yeah. no harm, no foul. Like, it, but better safe than sorry. So 100%. I think we have to be safe. We have to approach it better safe than sorry because we don't want our elders dying and we don't want the people that already have underlying health conditions dying. So we need to be better safe than sorry. At, at, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's a responsible thing. But, you know, I mean, Twitter Twitter's going to Twitter. For sure. Twitter's going to Twitter. I mean, I know this doesn't mean much in the scheme of things of what's going on, but what does this mean for sneaker releases? I know those Jordan 5s were pushed back. Yeah. Is that, is that how it's going to be for all sneakers pretty much going forward for a while? I think so, yeah, because they can't have people go into the stores to pick them up, I don't think. Right. Um, so I guess they – I mean, the post office and stuff is still running. I guess they could do online releases, but also a lot of these sneakers are made in China. They're made internationally. So yeah. does that affect things? I'm not really sure the status um, in other countries. I know China kind of got a handle on the on it over there. So they went, I mean, I was watching some stuff where they had, you know, they built these hot, these like temporary hospitals. And I mean, they jumped on it hard and which is smart. And, uh, but I don't know if they're back in factories and working and, you know, I don't know what the situation is. So it's definitely going to, affect sneakers it's definitely affecting the economy yeah i mean you know my brother and i we would fall under the heading of small business owners and we're already feeling it so yeah. you know i mean you know you know we have our streetwear yes. uh, brand uncivilized we're we i'm gonna keep it a buck we canceled um now we had not even like you know announced them or anything but just behind the scenes we canceled our next two uncivilized releases which were like we wanted to be two of our best sellers for the year. Wow. So that's, that's that bread that's off the table. Now we don't get that. Um, luckily, you know, we create YouTube. And videos. on top of that, it's promotion when people are wearing those, you know? Oh, oh, absolutely. And you no. know, everyone's, so it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I hope things get back to normal as quick as possible, but it's, uh, it's one of those things where there's not really a precedent for this so it's yeah. not like this has happened before and we know how it's going to go we don't really know how it's going to go you know the stock i know when my friend when my friends hit me up and say this is going to last a year i'm like yo you're bugging but it's not it's not going to last a year it's i, I i'm going to tell you why it's not going to now i'm not saying that you won't i know there's going to be some you know i know political and finance twitter will want to take my head off this is we're going to be able to feel the effects of this for nine years yeah maybe but in some respects or in some regards, but I think it'll basically be back to normal. The truth of the matter is this. Some people are without work right now. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, 
most people live paycheck to paycheck. And which is something that, I mean, that is a lesson that could be learned. And also minimalism is a lesson that could be learned from all this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, if people are without work for a couple of weeks, okay. Like, I'm not saying that's not going to hurt people, but okay. If people are without work for two, three, four months, yeah. Oh, it, all hell is going to break loose. I mean, it's, it's going to turn into, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I mean, crime is going to, I mean, it, it would turn into a movie. Well, so, this feels like a movie already, but yeah, it would be even a crazier it, movie. It, it, you know, it really does. But I yeah. mean, it would, it would, this shit would really hit the fan. People can't survive three months out of work. Yeah. Like they can't, like, how is that going to work? People are, well, I think yeah. landlords are going to stop collecting rent eventually, or even now. Okay, fine. But how yeah. do, now I, I got emails. I got an email from the studio where they, it was funny too, because rent's not due until the first. And like six, seven days ago, we got an email for an invoice for rent. Oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa, slow down there, Papa. It's not, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right, yeah, we, no, definitely. Yeah. So I, I had a, a Capital One a credit card that I have, they reached out and were like, Hey, still got to come with that bread just so you know. And the funny thing about it is I don't even have a balance with them. So I haven't used that card in two years. I already paid it off everything, but everywhere that I see people are like, yo, you still got to come up with the bread. So, and that's crazy because you're not even late. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but it just goes to show you, I don't think landlords are going to be like, yo, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. Like, right. yeah, they might, they might say, okay, you don't have to pay on the first, you know, they might mortgage companies might give you some, some leeway, but they're still going to want three months rent or three rents, three months of mortgage payments at the end of that time. So, and if they don't, and it goes on too long, then damn, now the landlord's hurting. And yeah. you know, now he can't pay what he's got to pay it's just, it's a trickle down effect, but also outside of the rents and the mortgages and all of that stuff. What about food? What what about food? I mean, I'm down here in the Tampa area. There's a lot of poverty down here. Yeah. And what, what what about food? Everyone's not going to be able to. So I I just don't think, I think they're going to have to, I'm not a political guy. I don't, I don't watch the the news 99% of the time because I think it's all bullshit, but um well it's definitely making people panic oh exactly and that's why i really don't mess with it i I don't want to be laying there at at night can't sleep because you know it's i i try to be a good human being i try to control the shit that i can control and i keep it at that man like i'm not so i hope that the government does what they're supposed to do and you know i i hope that things get back to normal and i hope that they bring basketball back for the love of god for sure, for sure. And as a creator, you don't want to be sitting there watching the news all day when you could be working on something to oh, yeah. help, help make people happy, you know? It, exactly, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's what people don't realize, right? Because, and I'm not going to go all Tony Robbins on you. Now you could. We pe- need pe- we, the, the people need it. The people need it. Yo, yeah, facts. Because people don't realize, see, and I didn't realize this for a long time. For a long time, I was an angry little dude from New York City. Oh, I wasn't little, but like, I was mad. Like I can remember growing up and we didn't have shit. You know, my whole family was in a studio apartment, no air conditioning. Like I was pissed off, you know, like I, 
I, I would fight. Like I was, I, I was like, I was an angry kid and, and it extended through college and, and to the point where it was like, I didn't even really have friends, man. Like I was, I was just, I, I, I was so pissed off about this and about that. And when you put that type of energy into the world and into the universe, that's what you get back. Like shit just doesn't go right. You don't get that break that, that, that you wanted. You don't get that job that you wanted. You don't, things just have a way of, the universe has a way of reciprocating the energy that you put out there. And so I noticed that as soon as I started being more positive and letting go of stuff and not holding grudges and, and all of that shit, good things started to happen. So it's like, and I always try to, I mean, I, I drive around with sneakers in my trunk. And if I see a kid who wears a 12 or a 13 who needs a pair of sneakers, I give them to him. Yeah. You know? And that makes you feel good just as much as I, it makes them feel good. It, it does. And you don't realize how much, if someone would have done that for me as a, as a 14 year old kid, 15 year old, it would have changed my life. You know, like it, it, it doesn't, a little bit of positivity can completely change the road you go down, the decisions you make. Another example, a, a, a few days ago, probably a week ago, it was like kind of before the quarantining stuff really happened. It was like kind of right on the, on the verge of that. I was uh, putting gas in my car and I was at a Wawa and there was a, a group of kids that were, I could see they were all upset. And one of the kids was like almost, you know, he, they were all upset. And one of the kids got their bike stolen. And so he was afraid to go home because he didn't have the bike. And so it was like a hundred dollar mountain bike. I right. literally just bought him a new bike. And That's it's dope. like, yeah. And it's like, you know, I didn't post it on Instagram and, and make it a big thing or try to lame the kid out and, you know, Hey, let's take a picture and put it on Instagram. So I right. can tell everyone, you know, no, nah, it wasn't even that it was just on some human being to human being type shit. But it, it reminded me of when I got my bike stolen when I was about his same age. Yeah. And I, as an adult, you look at it, and you're like, Oh, it's not a big deal. I was sick. I was, I was absolutely sick that I got my bike stolen. It was a brand new bike. I was, I was angry for a year over that. So it's little shit like that. And it doesn't even have to be a monetary thing, but little shit like that really does make a difference. And to your point, in a time like this, it, it's needed. Like imagine you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, and instead of it all being, yo, this sucks and the government sucks and yeah. everything is everything is hate and negative. And I'm not saying some of that shit's not warranted, but be that as it may, let's focus and let's put our efforts and energy into cheering people up and to Definitely. solutions instead of problems. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. And I've seen to that point, I've seen people actually, a lot of people that I'm seeing on Instagram seem happier. I think a lot of it is because they don't have to go to that job. They don't want to go to, and they can do right. push up challenges all day and hang out with their girlfriend. And I see a lot of people having a lot of fun out there, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. And those are the people who are doing it right. Right. You know, like it's not to, what you said right when we, you know, turn the mics on is basically use this time to do shit that you couldn't do before. Right. You know, like, I, you know, take it, you know, start playing the piano. Like, 
use it to get healthy again. Like if, you, if you're a little out of shape, you know, I started myself, I can't go to the gym. I had kind of, I've been getting out of shape over the last four or five months anyway. Boom, I, I, I'm on my jailhouse, you know, yard workouts, you know, where I'm just, I'm, I'm doing pushups, I'm doing pull-ups, I'm doing sit-ups. Like, nice. use the, yeah, use the time to get healthy. You know, read a few books. Something that I wanted to do in the beginning of the, one of my New Year's resolutions was, you I want to read more books because I used to read and now I don't anymore. And it's middle of March and I hadn't read any books. So now I'm reading books again. So it's, there's, there, there's a lot of positives that we can kind of take. It's just, it's all how you look at a situation. You know, you can look at it and, and look at the bad and, and sulk, or you can, you know, kind of make it a, a blessing in disguise. And for those creators coming up, this is also an opportunity when some people who are being consistent, not saying everything's a competition, but this sure. is the time where you could fight through and be consistent while others might be taking a break, thinking there's nothing to talk about when there's always something to talk about. You know what I mean? No question. No question. Just like you're doing right now with your pod, just like we're doing, my brother and I, 100%. with our YouTube videos. And, and you know, I mean, we're going to keep trying to create content, you know, however we can and, and keep trying. And that's another thing, too, like putting out positive content and shit like that that, yes. you know, is, is going to help the situation and, and help, I, man, I've gotten a bunch of messages on Twitter, Instagram, email, people like, yo, man, just wanted to say thanks so much for your videos. Yeah, shit definitely. Kinda, yeah, shit is kind of fucked up right now, but, but love, you know, the videos kind of help me take my mind off it. And that, that, that's kind of what it's, what it's all about too. So it's, um, you know, we're, we're going to get through it. For sure. For sure. Let's just do some music, man. You heard the J electronic. I know you did. Cause I listened to the pod. I really enjoyed it on my first listen. What I think, it's almost like uh, it's a collab album. Like it's a Jay-Z album just as much as a Jay Electronica album. And I liked it a lot. It was crazy because I was listening to the Joe Budden pod and they weren't as high on it as I was. What I like about it is, and you mentioned this too, in a way that every time you listened, it got better to you, right? And yeah. I think a lot of that is because, and I love Jadakiss and Fab, and they, they do this. They put a lot of current events bars in right. their music, which is kind of, the reason why it doesn't age as well as let's say a J album. And right. I think that, I think that's what this is going to do. What did you make of the album? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, I also heard, you know, the Joe button pod, uh, you know, I heard their takes on it and obviously uh, button was not a fan, <laughs> um, but it's for me, I love Hove, you know, greatest rapper of all time. Most definitely. But I wanted to hear, Jay Electronica, because we've been waiting a decade. I mean, right. when it's like was the detox? Exactly. You know, right. Exhibit C was like what in two thousand and seven, two thousand. I mean, it was. Yep. It was I a mean, while back. We, yeah, we've been waiting forever, and so I wanted to. And then it was only like ten tracks on top of that, so ten or eleven. So I wanted to hear more Jay Electronica. Also, the production on it is so much different than almost kind of what I've become accustomed to, what I've kind of acclimated myself to with the current state of rap and the way songs are produced. And so it was a little different than that. I thought a couple of them were a little sloppy-ish, like um, Flux Capacitator. I know I mentioned it on our pod too, um, but Buckets, 
you know, my brother, that was one of his favorite songs. Yeah, so that's interesting. That was one of his favorite joints. And for me, I was just kind of like, yo, what's going on here? At the, the, it just, it, it was felt a little sloppy to me. But overall, I think it was a really good album. I think that, um, I think it was good. And, and I think it was a nice change of pace. It's um, another album that came out. I don't know if you um, heard it, but Don Tolliver. I got it. I heard that. I heard the hype on it. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, I, you know. What is he, I, more R&B rap? Like, what is no, it? No, no, no. It's, it's more like of that Travis Scott genre. Okay. Um, and, you know, whatever that sub-genre would be called. But it's, um, it's, it's so much different. It, it's good. It sounds like a lot of the other stuff that we hear in 2020. So with, with J Electronica, it's really different and i dig that to me it was it was a really good album it didn't it's not like a classic to me and i think that hove outwrapped them oh so, yeah i mean hove is hove like it, it's almost like yeah just it, it's that was the the thing i i didn't necessarily agree with button on his uh breakdown of the album or whatever he was saying it was trash i don't think it was trash at all but i do think that Hove outwrapped him. And I do think it was a little strange that Hove opened the album. Like the first verse right. on, on the first joint after the little intro thing is Hove. And and he's outwrapping you. So I thought that that was a little bit of a, it, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I appreciate the album, but it's, um, it's not, I don't think it's going to go down as, I don't think it's exhibit C level. I'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of verses in the history of rap that are exhibit C level. So Facts. it's kind of a, a high bar to set. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and, and I think that's why, and he touched on it a little bit in the album. That's, I think that may, has made it hard for him to, to put out music because he did set the bar so high with that. And then it's just like, and I think the more time that passed and the more time that passed, it's like the bar almost gets set higher and higher. So it's like, it, it's almost like, no matter what he did at this point, it was going to be a little bit of a letdown, I think. So um, I just hope he continues to put out music and we don't have to wait another decade for another album. For sure. He'll probably get better next time, though, because he'll probably learn from whatever mistakes he thinks he might have made and just improve off of it. What do you feel is Jay's worst album? Oh, man. That's tough. That's really tough. Um, and, and, and I'm a... Oh, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a Jay-Z guy, so it's... Um, yeah, his worst album is probably better than 99% of rapper's best album, you know? Oh, oh, 100%. <laughs> um, I, well, I guess, let me think about my favorite album. My favorite album is The Blueprint. Right. Um, I know a lot of people would probably go Reasonable Doubt. I'm going... I'd say the best album to me is The Blueprint. My favorite album, and this is a lot different than everybody else's, is the Dynasty album, even though it's more of a collab. Like, I just love every song on that. Like yeah. as a favorite, not the best, you know? Yeah. Um, now nah, I, I feel you. And there is, and there is definitely a difference in best and favorite. Like sometimes right. an album is just what, where, where you were at that point in your life, what you were doing, what it reminds you of. Right. Kind of the, the, the songs or bars that resonate with you the most. And so it, it, it's definitely, I would say, Man, the worst. Volume would, three, possibly? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no,
Not volume three. I'm sorry. Blueprint three. Oh, I, I knew. I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Blueprint two was the double album, right? Yeah, but there's some fire on there, though. There's some fire. Hidden on fire there. that nobody talks about. There's some fire on that one. I guess I would probably, but there was a lot of throwaways on that one too. Right. And, and you're not used to that from Hove. Um, yeah. He probably I just guess, wanted to do the double disc thing at some point. Maybe exactly. Biggie did it. I don't know. It, yeah. I, I, I think there's probably some truth to that. I would say um, another album I wasn't crazy about is Kingdom Come. Yeah. Um, that's one. I, I think, I think I talked about this once before with my kingdom brother. come was like a song that I had like four songs on repeat, but I wouldn't necessarily listen to it all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, he also did some stuff with, with R Kelly, right? He had some, yeah, so we cancel that. Yeah. Like those, do those just get dubbed, dubbed off the strength? Like, right. Yeah. That's dubbed because I think that I was even listening to your podcast and you were talking about how he, like Jay, only did one collab album, which is the truth now. Right. Like that, that's the only one you even mentioned. Right. Which is how, which is how we'll go with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that, that, that's definitely true. I, I think I'm going to go with Kingdom Come. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with Kingdom Come. But, but you know, it's tough, man. I, I mean, it's the, I think the reason why Jay is unfuckwittable is because the longevity that he's like he, the LeBron, but even facts, like, like even more facts. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he can, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know when reasonable doubt came out. What was that? Like 97, I think 96 or 97. Like, and so the fact that in 2020 he can put something out and still have people fucking with it, still have people appreciating it, still have people loving it is like i think that 444 is one of his most underappreciated albums very mature album yeah i mean it's and that's the crazy thing to me right like that he's been able to rap about a lot of different things you know yeah. i mean he was rapping about quarter waters and and you know being on the corner and now even with 444 for someone like me who you know I'm like millionaire, billionaire, luxury rap a lot of times doesn't really hit home for me because I'm not living that kind of life. But it's, he somehow with 444, man, he just, it, it still resonates. It still hits. And I think it's that way for a lot of people, you know? So, I mean, how I kind of judge stuff is when I look back, it's so easy. And, that, and that's why the Electronica album, maybe I'll feel different Two years from now. Yeah, because you're saying every time you listen, you like it even more. You know? that, that, that's true. That's how it's been now. But like with, for example, with 444, I still go back. I still have a few of those songs in my normal rotations. Like Marcy Me. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. I mean, like, yo, throw that on. I could listen to that every day. Throw it on daily for me. So it's, I think the longevity and how an album ages really matters too. You know, not to shit on Eminem, but I, I really don't think his music has aged well. Yes. And I like Eminem. I don't really listen to him currently, but growing up, 
And, you know, back when he was putting out, like, man, the Marshall Mathers uh, LP. Yeah, I don't. Mean, don't. Yeah, I listened to that front to back, loved it, knew every word. I mean, it was – but I don't want to listen to it now. I mean, with the exception of a few songs, like, with the exception of, like, Stan and – a few of his real, real, real classics. I just don't think that it's aged well, you know? Now, he's probably the only person to ever out-rap Hove on a joint. Renegade, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's probably the only time. I mean, Hove, I think, admitted defeat on that one. Right. So I think that's the only time. I mean, so you have to give M his respect, but I just don't think his music and his sound has aged very well, even though when he puts an album out now, it still does crazy numbers. So, you know, what do I know? But just for me, I, I don't think that that sound has aged super well. Yeah, and I think it's twofold with Jay. Like I said, he doesn't put the current event bars in his work that much. Right. And, and another thing is, is that he realizes as much as he's not posting on social media, he knows what's going on. Oh, like, yeah. even, even in this Jay album, he's talking about how like you're trying to get likes off my love. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he knows. I feel like Eminem is kind of, which is cool, like, do your own thing. You don't have to be, you don't have to be paying attention. Like, right. it shows through in M's music that he's a little bit tone deaf a compared to Jay. Yeah, no, no, a absolutely. And, and Hove is, see, it's funny with him, right? And, and not to go, you know, down some hip-hop rabbit hole, but, like, Hove, he, he's, so, he's so cool with it. He's so nonchalant with it. Right. He's so, you know, but he's very smart and very calculating and very methodical and he knows what he's doing. Like, I think with him, like sometimes it almost feels like very just, you know, on a whim or just like, you know, everything from the fact that he doesn't write his raps down to the way he kind of carries himself. It's just, you don't think of him as super calculating maybe at first glance but he definitely is and to your point he definitely knows everything that's going on and he's very in tune with all of that shit and i think as someone who's creating anything whether it be whether you're a painter or a rapper i think that you need to kind of be that way to be the most effective and to resonate with people so um yeah, it's, I think him and M are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum at this point. For sure. And just having this conversation, it's just, as I mean, I guess we're beating a dead horse, but it's just amazing how much bodies of work this guy has. Because I wasn't even thinking about 444. And I love 444. You mentioned it. And we were, we were talking about what his worst work might be, which is still good, Blueprint 3. You didn't even remember it. it it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, how it, it's, there's so many. And, and I think that's jumping back over to Braun for a second into basketball is – that's why Braun is, you know, I, I think you still give MJ the nod probably because he went to the final six times, won every time, was the MVP yeah. every time. He, he had the three-peat, he dipped, he went and played baseball, he came yeah, back a year and a half later. You know, he came back and he three-peated again. And, you know... So his career is is hard to mess with, but longevity wise and numbers wise, no one is messing with Braun. I mean, 
when you look at all around game, every area, and the fact that he's basically so this this season was what eighteen for him, seven seventeen seventeen. Yep. Okay. Of those seventeen years, how many of them? Of those seventeen seasons, how many of them was he the best player in the league? I'd say sixteen. <laughs> you right? You know, like if you wanted to be. I mean, I guess last year he didn't play a lot of the season, but, you know. Right? Uh, I mean, you, you could say no last year. You know, you could maybe. Somebody could argue the Steph Curry year when he was unanimous MVP. I don't, ar- agree, I, I don't agree with that, but you could argue it. Okay, you could argue the Steph Curry year. Maybe you could argue his first couple seasons. You could say Kobe, right? Right. So, so okay, so what, like, like. Got to be 15 at least. Right. And even if you were, like, on some wild shit. 13, 14. Right, right, right. So I just think that he's been all around elite for so long, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down yet. So, like, to me, this season, he looks better than he has probably since um, 2017, maybe? I'd have to look at the seasons in front of me, but definitely – intangibles wise he's better than ever like oh he's, he's better than ever yeah. like he he knows every read he knows i feel like he's a better shooter now i i feel like you know from the foul line obviously he always has his ups and downs but like a three-point shooter i feel like his pacing is better than it's ever been it, it's i man i, I mean I, I don't think he has another five six years or anything like that but i think he probably has another two or three at a very elite level yeah so i agree it's i mean what's he he's he's 35 i think that i don't think he's going to be 40 and be playing at the level he's at now but i think he could stretch it to 38 so it's um and to that point maybe this break helps him because i i do think that getting hurt last season and them not making the playoffs i think that did help him because he plays so many games he's in the playoffs every single year you know you factor in the team usa shit like the dude just doesn't get a break so i think that being able to recharge and let his body heal up a little bit and the dude is made out of like vibranium or something like crazy it's insane like you'll watch him roll his ankle and he just like like you know almost like superhero like heals himself in real time and like kind of hobbles for a little second and then boom he's right back at a full sprint so um i yeah. think when it's all said and done i think it's going to be tough to put anyone's longevity at an elite level against his yeah there's definitely an argument for greatest of all time when it comes to sneakers what do you feel is jordan's most underrated model Ooh, that's a good one i'm gonna say um for me, the most underrated model is the 10. Because the stats on the on the bottom, right? Y- yeah, because no, I'm not saying it's my favorite Jordan, but I think most people would have that in like their bottom three. Okay. A- and like, you know, it's not a sneaker um that he hooped in. I don't think he hooped in them. I don't think it's a sneaker that he hooped in. and so That's right, because he was in baseball. Exactly. So I think it's kind of what it's, – it's actually a really underrated hoop sneaker. Like, like I played my whole senior year um, of college basketball. I, I played in the white and red pair. 
I feel I like actually, it's a it's a simple sneaker. It's a really simple sneaker. There's not yeah. much to them. It's pretty lightweight. It's it's less clunky than a lot yes. of the other models. And and so I think the um I think the ten and it's followed up by the eleven, which is like the most popular Jordan model of all time. Yeah. So I think I think people kind of forget about it. Um. So I would say. And then the nine also, I feel like the nine is kind of like the New York city special. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, they got more love in New York than other places. Like the, the olive and black pair is like one of my all time favorites, but I think it's a winter thing. I think a lot of people wear those in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it is too. Yeah. Um, So I would probably say those two for the most underrated. Um, The Jordan five, yo, that one, I watched the video. That's a perfect 10 to me. I'm sorry. It, so it's fire it's, red. Oh my it's, it's, God. Yes. Yeah, good, man. It's, it's, it's really good. I, you know, I think I have a tendency sometimes because I've been around sneakers for so long and now I work with sneakers and right. it's the retros to me are, it's hard for me to give them 10 out of 10 because it's, it's a retro and it's, they never quite do them right, you know, but um, it's always like, you know, maybe the leather is a little too shiny on this pair. Why can't or, they do them exactly the same? Do they ever? Not really. You okay. know, I mean, now I didn't have the fire reds, you know, a lot of these sneakers and I think a lot of people can relate to this, right? Like as young kids growing up and loving basketball and especially you and I being from New York city. Now, obviously right. we grew up in different boroughs and shit, but it, it's the same thing, man. Right. Right. And obviously you didn't, you're not a rich kid. You didn't grow up with, right. you know, everything that you wanted. And, and so you see those sneakers and you miss out on a lot of them. And then as an adult, when you can finally afford them, it's like, oh, shit, I remember these. Like, yo, I wanted these so bad and I couldn't get them. And, yeah. you know, so it's um, for me, that's that's a lot of it too you know with with the retros and and with a sneaker like the fire red it's like yo these are classics but i never had a pair growing up so it's um it's dope and and jordan has the longevity for snit now of course his career too i'm not trying to downplay mj's career that's crazy but um sneaker wise you know look when did his, his sneaker first come out like 85 and now in 2020 and and there's been an ebb and flow to it, and there's been a roller coaster. Like there's been times where Jordans haven't been quite as popular, but for the most part, man, I mean, you're talking about over 30 years on top of the game, like crazy. Still can make people line up and you know enter raffles and you know from a 15 year old to a 50 year old. A crazy, crazy, yeah. legitimately like a 50 year old, like. There's 50-year-old dudes who are like Jordan heads because they grew up during the but they, Jordan but, era. But, but, they're, but they're still rocking the full Jordan suit, though. Still, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe, even, maybe even with the, with the, with the sweatband. Maybe right. even with the headband and the, wrist, and the wristband pulled up to the middle of the forearm. Right, right. And the 15-year-old got the Adidas sweats on. Exactly. With the stripes with the Jordans on. So they're rocking it different, but they both got the Jordans on. It, it, exactly, man. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a wide scope. It's a wide demographic that's, that, that's buying Jordans. And I think that's dope. For sure, for sure. Uh, before we get out of here, give us your top three sneakers for the summer. Top three 
sneakers for the summer. I know some people are not going to like this because it's not a new pick. Okay. But white Uptowns, man. Okay. Like, yeah. Bring like, it back. Yeah. You, you uh, really, for me, they never really were out like that. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Like, I feel like you kind of have to have a pair of white on white Air Force Ones in your closet in the summertime. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that it's 2001 where I used to have like, you know, three pairs, three icy pairs on deck. But um, I definitely think that that is a summertime staple. Um, I'll go with those. I'll go with um, the UNC Jordan 3. Okay. Which is, um, you know, just a, a real clean. I mean, the Jordan 3 is one of my all-time favorite Jordans. It's an absolute classic. And then the white and the baby blue is just is just a go for the summertime. And I guess, I guess I'm gonna go, do I wanna show Adidas some love or do I wanna keep it a buck? You could go four or five, go ahead. Go I, then I'm gonna go with, um, I guess I'll throw the, the Yeezy 700 V3 on there just because it's a new Yeezy model and, um, you know, I, I'm a Yeezy guy. I like his sneakers. And so I'm definitely going to have a pair in the rotation in the summer. And it's, um, I never know how to pronounce these damn colorways with Yeezy. It's always some exotic shit. But I think it's called Azael okay. or Azael or whatever. But um, it matches with everything. It's like a white and black pair. Um, right. So I would say those. And then if I could throw two more quick ones in, it would be, the Sakai and Nike LD Waffle, the all-white pair. I think those are fire for the summer. It's, it's, it's a unique-looking sneaker, um, but you still get the icy white um, for the summertime. And then I would probably say the off-white Vapor Street, uh, specifically in this polarized blue colorway. It's just it's just a funky-looking sneaker, kind of like the Sakai LD Waffle in the sense that it's kind of like one of these far-out, like, super modern, uh, just, like, it's, it's a very bold sneaker silhouette, and then the colors on them are crazy. It's like baby blue, pink, green. It's just right. um, something kind of, you know, kind of loud for the summer. But th I think those would be my top five. Dope, man, dope. Foamy, man. It's always great having you on the show. This was a great conversation, man. Um, it was, man. Make sure you be safe out here. And, Likewise. Uh, yeah, for sure. Let us know where we can find you. Mr. Fomer Simpson. At Mr. Fomer Simpson on Twitter and Instagram. Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube. Uh, my brother and I do a podcast, uh, a, a weekly podcast almost at this point. Yep. Um, I guess bi-weekly, but um, Foamy and Buckets, unnamed podcast on all your podcast platforms you know um and that's pretty much it man yeah hit me up uh sneakers sports culture uh, you know i'm with it so i i um i appreciate you having me on man it's it's always at some point you know i hope that we can almost do like a even if it's monthly if we can do like a you know kind of like a, a co-podcast type thing i think that would be dope anytime that would be super dope shouts to buckets shouts to ben patrick Oh, yeah. Absolute legend. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the dude is, I mean, you talk about being made out of vibranium. He's he's made out of like whatever the bad guy from uh, Terminator is made out of. 
that's that that's what Ben Patrick is made out of. Of course, he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy, but he's a good he, guy who bulletproofed his knees somehow. Yo, I, the, dude, <laughs> the dude, most disciplined dude I've ever met. Yeah, um, and I think we're all like I think we're all like that. But to give him that credit is like shows a lot coming from you. Oh yeah, I mean, because I'm disciplined too, especially. Yeah. It, he's just the dude is so focused on on like building his vision for things, and not only that. He's, we talked about putting positive energy into the world and shit. He, he's, such a, he's such a good dude. He's helping so many people. Yes. That it's crazy. I mean, my, my brother and I wouldn't be playing basketball right now if it wasn't for him. And he's doing that. High school kids, pro players, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, Antonio Brown, the football player, hit him up the other day and wants to start training with. Like, it's just, you know... He, he, he helps and, and takes so many people. There's a dude training with him now that played professionally, but his knees were basically shot. And it's like, you know, as a 24, 25-year-old, and he just basically fixes people up. It's like he's like the medicine man when it comes to knees and basketball. So um, definitely shouts to him, man. Dude is a fucking legend. For sure. Shouts to him. He actually sent me that uh, at-home workout. I'm oh, cool. Prepared. Yeah, I'm really appreciated for that, man. That was cool, man. Super dope. Yeah, I'm, I've been working on that. But uh, Foamy, you're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Be safe. All right, All right man. You too. Thank you for listening to Combos Court and big shouts to Foamy for joining in. We appreciate you. Punch down on that subscribe button so you can get all the latest Combos Court episodes. Let me know how you feel about the show right in the comments section of your Apple podcast app and share this episode with a friend man via social media or word of mouth be on the lookout for episode one four nine combo out